0: You're listening to E Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Tom Wooster, the founder of lunchboxpacks.com. Gotta go check them out. It's not actually lunchboxes for kids or anything like that, they sell these awesome little bags and different accessories that are perfect for festival goers. Tom was telling me a little bit about how they sell online. They've also got really good at in-person events like festivals, concerts, and all this sort of like community-driven stuff, which really helps drive referrals and the blended costs of customer acquisition way down, which is awesome because Tom's also open about some of the challenges they've had trying to spend on FB, in some cases losing big, big figures uh, before they really understood how to win their target market through events and community. Tom, thanks for coming.
1: Ben, thank you so much for having
0: me. Yeah, it's um
1: I'm looking forward to really jumping into all things community and, and kind of harnessing the power of the peak moment. Cause I think a lot of brands have a real opportunity to figure out what is the topic that the customers are interested in and how do you engage them to meaningfully support the business and also just connect your consumers together.
0: Yeah. One of the things I love about what you guys are doing is that it's so like hyper-targeted. You know, you're not selling variations of, of bags for kids at school or hiking or whatever, like you're really focused on one thing. So maybe let's kick off, like, tell us a little bit about the brand and the product line.
1: Absolutely. So Lunchbox started back in 2018. And, you know, at this point, we are a decade into the economic resurgence after the Great Recession and people are spending money. And most importantly, they're spending money on experiences. So we kind of are introduced to this concept of the experience economy, where somebody is going to go buy a concert ticket or a trip rather than buy a Rolex or a Porsche. And so kind of tying into that, people were investing in their experiences more than ever, most notably at festivals, concerts, big sporting events, what have you. One of the things we realized very early on was that the experience at the events was relatively standard, regardless of where you were. A festival in Miami wasn't that different than a festival in Los Angeles, and they were kind of plagued by the same issues. So Lunchbox was originally started with the intent of solving a couple of issues that we found that were kind of generic across a wide range of events: pickpocketing in crowds. About one in seven people will lose a phone or a wallet at a at a festival, which is a pretty kind of high number if you think about like that being your lifeline back to how you get back to your hotel, how you Uber back. People were dehydrated, kind of at scale, and one of the things we saw that into that is that. There's a culture of using hydration packs and refilling them in water lines, but they're camping packs where you, know, you, you refill it once for a, a five-hour camping trip, and they don't refill well at an event, so that the time to refill was pretty high. And then finally, the rules of all these different events basically said, okay, well, that bag can get in, but that one can't. And then if that one's purple, it can't. And, and, and it just really made no sense. And so we kind of came back and said, okay, well, we want to start thinking critically about improving the user experience of people who are event-centric. So Lunchbox has three main products right now, an anti-theft hydration pack that refills super quickly, it's customizable, and most importantly, you're not going to lose your stuff, it's anti-theft, as well as a crossbody bag and a smaller fanny pack for people who are going to indoor concerts and venues. So across the whole suite of our products, we basically said, okay, we want to make sure that your experience in crowd is as good as possible. We joke that we solve every problem except the weather, bring your umbrella. So Within that, we're we're addressing this kind of diehard event goer who is going to two, three, four events a year, right? It could be a concert, it could be a festival, it could be anything. And so within that, we realized that we had an opportunity to really build an incredible community, but not before we made a couple of mistakes along the way. If you want to get into the Facebook side as well, we can we can jump. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: we'd love to do that. So maybe before we get into like starting on Facebook, where are you guys today in the journey in terms of you know scale, whatever you're comfortable with?
1: Yeah, so we um, we now have tens of thousands of members of the of the Lunchbox Fam, which is the name of our community. We've had our packs at events in almost every country globally at this point. Wow. Uh, you know, we we have an audience; people who like to travel. We have a team of, uh, of six full time. We just launched two new products last November in the pandemic, kind of in anticipation of the uh, of the demand pent up demand resurgence. And we've kind of just spent the last three years making sure that you know everything we've done is building a better experience for our community. But we're primarily focused on the U.S. market and then expanding to kind of Europe in the next couple of years.
0: Amazing. Congrats. That's a really great growth. So, yeah, fill us in. So, you know, you sell online on your own dot com. You sell at events, at community events. Yeah. But yeah, where did Facebook fit in and and what were some of the learnings there?
1: So early on, we, uh, we activated at a lot of places. So one of the things that was really fun about the brand was that we kind of use guerrilla marketing to our advantage. So I think starting there is kind of important. And so what we did is we would literally have teams of people at the biggest events where we knew that there was a high propensity to have our product. We would have these teams chasing down each member of our, of our community in the crowd and saying, hey, what's up, Lunchbox fam? And we say, hey, you know, every single time that you, know, you see somebody else who has a Lunchbox, you got to say, hey, Lunchbox fam to them. And so all of a sudden you've got people who are screaming our brand name across other crowds of people based on I positively identifying someone who's wearing it. Oh. And so that was like kind of the initial, you know, community element for us. It's like we're just creating the the framework for our community to gather in the same space.
0: So just to pause there, not to interrupt, but like what I love about that from a marketing perspective is you know that your target customer is here at this concert, at this event. And so you're essentially just for the cost of a ticket to that event like is that what i'm hearing you're you're buying a ticket or a handful of tickets for the team to be there or you have like a booth at these events
1: so it's the first and we've <laughs> nice. tested the second but as you can imagine the return on the uh, on the first is just like you're in the crowd you're hosting a meetup you're taking a big group photo you've got wow. 200 300 400 individual people they want to follow you on Instagram. They want to follow you, and they they want to get yeah. on your email list. And so it's a very active. It's like a very weird marketing reversal. Like I love it. You can go to some trade show and try to hammer, you know, fifty people's business cards, and then upload them after the trade show. Or you create a great peak experience, and it's like no people want to build relationships with you. They want that
0: connection. I think it's incredibly smart and cost efficient. Nice.
1: So I think building on that, in the first couple of years, we were vending pretty heavily at different events, but mainly because of brand awareness. Generally, we would just break even on the event, right? We'd sell 80 packs, 100 packs, whatever it was, not that much. But the big thing for us is that we got to meet 100 people. We got to meet 80 people. We got to have everyone come by who already had a pack and you know have that relationship with us face-to-face. And so kind of on the back of this, right, we've got this community element of people are meeting up with our packs in the crowd we actively tried to go to lots of different events in a booth capacity in a guerrilla capacity and we said okay you know we we want to expand this we kind of know who our target market is we're kind of in like the 1834 demo pretty evenly split on male female and we're like all right like let's dip our toe into the world of facebook so my, my, i've got a bit of a background in video production and so we started hammering all these different ad concepts we're walking through all the benefits of the pack all the features of the pack Um, We got footage at some of the biggest events in the States by working with their media team. So Ultra Music Festival and EDC. So you have these amazing, masterful stages in the background. You're like, oh, you think this is going to work, right? And so we spent um, over 100 grand in the first year just trying to target these consumers on Facebook. And I think with the exception of one campaign, we had never really achieved a better than a 3x return on ad spend. And across the board, it was relatively unprofitable for the spend. And we looked at it as, a, you know, a lot of people came up to us and said, oh, we saw you on Facebook, we saw you on Instagram, but that wasn't the reason they were buying. And so we said, well, what was the reason you guys are buying? And so there's, um, there's an often quoted Nielsen stat about how 92% of consumers will trust the recommendation of a friend before making a purchase. And so what we missed is that we didn't consider the fact that people plan for these types of events together. You can't force them to plan any specific time. There's a point in time where there's a group chat between you know, Sally, Sydney, and Amy talking about, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited for the event we're going to in one month. And in that conversation, if someone drops in the link to Lunchbox and says, hey, I actually have one of these. I'm part of the Lunchbox and you guys should get one. you know, Use my code. That was far more likely to convert than us than... The Facebook ad targeting Cindy saying, hey, buy this thing for this festival that you like. your guys are sort of planning for. It. You haven't started planning for it, but like, you're sort of planning for it. And so when we realized that our community was creating these micro groups of a, a text message thread, an email thread, or any, however their group of friends who was going to that event was gathering, we realized that like that was the insight that we needed to kind of take things to the next level. So off the back of that, we said, all right, Facebook marketing budget out the window Everything goes into content marketing. Everything goes into building out our loyalty program. Everything goes into hosting more meetups. Everything goes into building more resources, building a better website experience. And so across the board, we made it super easy to share, right? One-click sharing of SMS, WhatsApp, email, Twitter, we have it. On the back of that, we said, okay, loyalty program not only do you want to share Lunchbox because you're a part of the fam, but you're also going to get rewarded with accessories, store credit, or even potentially uh, perks like camping with the team at an event. So people are are pretty excited about that. And so we kind of made it really easy for people to share. We incentivized that sharing. And then we kind of realized that like, hey, people are having these conversations in these very niche pods. And that's where we want to have the brand.
0: It's a huge insight right there. You know, like I think it, It speaks volumes about your proximity to your customer and understanding, like, you know, the customer journey, so to speak. I think to shift budget away from paid targeting people individually that may or may not have ever seen your products before versus like really focusing in on uh, the in person component and the journey of planning, the group planning, and kind of trying to seed those conversations around the group text. That's amazing. I also love like, you know, I, as I was thinking about coming into this episode, I'm like, wow, you know, I wonder how you go from attending the event and, you know, maybe there's there's people that have a lunchbox product to kind of getting them online, taking that interest and in bringing it online. And the fact that, like, do you call your, them your, your staff or your community members, like who are taking group pictures at the events and stuff? Yeah, we had the lunchbox team. Yep. So there's
1: people who are on payroll who are you know, facilitating things, but group leaders, depending on who they are, they're either uh, what called a fam ambassador. So ambassador <laughs> fam. Nice ambassador. Save the eye rolls.
0: <laughs> but either way, if it's a on staff or fam ambassador, like they're finding people with the product, they're you know taking pictures together. They're probably using a hashtag that you've seeded, and that's your way to kind of drive that referral. Um, almost organically at the event. I think it's brilliant, Tom. Huh? And one of
1: the interesting things is that COVID accelerated the digital formation of this. And we really formalized our community. So Facebook groups with curriculums, with regular content, with, with kind of like an email newsletter, keeping up with the fam, what they had done that month. And so in this even dry spell that we had with the global pandemic, We were running, you know, large digital online music festivals where we were raising money for groups like the Frontline Fund, right? We were having regular month-to-month mental health check-ins for members of the community who needed it. So while all of our competitors had gone quiet, we had kept our foot on the gas. We kept maintaining the community. We were building it up. And so going into 2021, we basically set up a system where it has never been so easy to hook into that community online. You get reminders both before and after your event. So after you've had your peak moment with us. Uh, And then on top of that, we have escalation ladders built in. So it's like as a member, you can move up kind of like the ranks, if you will, to host a meetup or do a takeover or, you know, submit UGC that's going to get posted on our TikTok. Like There are all these little ways to go a little deeper so people can walk away from this amazing peak moment that they've had and still have ways to chase that kind of underneath our brand umbrella
0: love it tom super smart amazing to hear the story about shifting away from six figures in facebook paid spend to kind of seeding the community with the in person stuff and you know not not everyone listening of course it doesn't make sense for all of you to be at festivals and concerts but i think you know this idea of finding in person events where you know your customers are going to be and you know thinking about how you get involved may be a great opportunity like whether it's farmers markets or like actual community events, whatever it is, it it almost doesn't matter, but it's a potential marketing channel. And I think this is a really great example and story about how to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the the business case of this can't be ignored, right? You got the increased engagement, you've got improved organic referral. Again, that's zero cost is just recommending the amount of support tickets that are reduced are incredible. And I think at the end of the day, you have to have your uniting topic as a brand. If you're an automobile brand, find the car junkies. If you're somebody who's selling to moms, like create a group where moms can become better parents together. And so I think the brands that are most primed to have these types of communities be a part of their brand is to figure out what is that uniting topic and how do you regularly build and improve the path of how people get into that community together and then make sure that you're maintaining that
0: community with content. those are some of the keys that we've seen. Awesome, Tom, this is great. And for everyone who's not familiar, We'll link to the in the show notes to lunchboxpacks.com. And thanks for joining us today. I'm good. Thank you so much, Ben.